Oh, welcome to the Inn of the Seven Dice. I'm a Who-Man. Oh, look at me. I can sit on tall chairs. Wing over, get out of here. Ah! Sorry about that, Traveler. Welcome back to the Inn of the Seven Dice. Why don't you go follow that gnome and go listen to his story. I swear he's going to be the death of me. You know, he can never have any fun. It's always just, oh, I'm so serious. I own an inn. I'm going to die when I turn 90. Whatever. Well, travelers, I left you at quite the exciting moment before. The goblins telling them there is something wrong with the mayor. There's always something wrong with the mayor. But that's aside from the point. Today, we shall find out what is really going on in the shadows of Gelsbar. And hopefully our heroes can uncover this dark, sinister plot that Grog wishes to tell them. Join me today as I tell you the final tale of The Hunt, Part 4. Hey, I'm Robert. I'm playing uh, level 2 Gith Yankee Ranger. MZ. Hi, my name's Humberto. I play Bordon, the level 2 cleric. Hi, my name is Brent. I am playing Kelsar, the level 2 teeth playing paladin. Evan, I'm playing Ronnie, a level 2 half elf bard. So, where we last left off, you guys had been hauling two kegs of ale, a number of bottles of ale, and a number of bottles of wine through the forest while you're bleeding all over the place. You were about half an hour away from the town of Geldspar when suddenly you were surrounded by goblins, and the leader of the goblins came out, and he told you that he needed to tell you something about the mayor. You heroes, you went in there, and I heard you. You slayed that creature. And you weren't even looking for profit. You only asked about profit at the end. Feel like you're you're good people. At least I hope you are. I need to tell you something about the mayor. Who are you? My name is Grog. I am the leader of the goblins. I've been helping keep this creature at bay while the humans were too busy trying to kill us. And this is all because of that mayor. We went to talk to him and try to set up some sort of peace treaty while this creature was attacking us. We could both band together and fight it. But he didn't like the idea of goblins, calling us goblin scum, being in his town. So he hired cutthroats to come in, start attacking us, and start attacking farmers, claiming the goblins did it. Now I get, you probably don't want to run in there and start making a fuss in this town. You don't really know us. We're goblins. You probably think we're just monsters. But I'm willing to pay you if you do something about that corrupt mayor. Throw him in jail, punch him out, cut him down, I don't care what. We lost many people because of him. With due respect, we don't think you're monsters. At least I don't think you are. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. I just roll my eyes. Steve, is he a monster? No, he ain't no monster. He's the leader of these people. They're just people like us. Nah, I'm just kidding. I could talk now, right? You're not going to kill me? Yes. Oh, thank God. Opinions. Are we are we taking a knee here? I've never cared about goblins, and I don't know if I'm about to. 
Well, I would care about like a corrupt mayor because I just cannot have like a city being ran by like a villain. He he did say that they killed a bunch of us, so I'm kind of worried the mayor's willing to kill townsfolk. I can give you a magic item. I have this amulet. Uh, it's been passed down amongst us goblin kind, but I'm willing to hand it over. It'll help make your skin tougher. It'll make arrows harder to pierce through. Swords bounce off your flesh. And for some reason, it also lets you mimic one person's voice per day. How much you paying? Well, if you sell this, you'll get a hell of a lot of money. All right, there's four of us. So, uh, gonna need three more things here, guy. It seems that's a, it's at least worth investigating. Listen, if this mayor was willing to do this to his townsfolk and willing to do it to us, why the hell you think he's going to hand you over prize money and just let it slide? Why should we even believe you? Yeah, I know. It's difficult. All you have is my word. If you have anything to divine the truth out of me, I'm willing to go through it. Does he have uh, guys, guys with him? Yeah, we're surrounded. Why don't you uh, give me one of those guys as collateral? <laughs> Ronnie, are you insane? <laughs> what? No, stop that. No. You carry one of your guys' stuff. Ronnie, we're not going through this again. <laughs> Borodon, you said you have a spell of Detect Evil. Yes, I do have it. Let me just cast it. By all means. It doesn't mean that... Ah, he's telling the truth. I'm just checking if he's evil or not. So... There may be a false positive, but... So you channel this magic, and as you're chanting these holy words, and then you force out this wave of energy from you, your eyes can suddenly see things a little differently. It's like the world's a little hazy. And when you normally would look at someone with evil, there would be this darkness around them. And when you look at all these goblins, and you double-check the rest of the people around you too, everyone does not seem to be evil. I tell the group that he doesn't seem to be evil. Again, it doesn't mean he's telling the truth. I mean, I'm a good guy and I lie all the time. Well, we do we do know that we're, we shouldn't be, you know, blindly attacking them. We can at least hear them out. We can go investigate them out, see if we can find anything that proves uh, his intentions. Maybe he has some paperwork, you know, proving that he has, I don't know, hired thugs and whatnot. Well, we're going to be moving back into our cave. I guess, consider the alcohol you took a thank you. Thank you. And if you need to come see us, then uh, by all means, let us know what happened to the mayor. Or we even we can come back to the town after a day or so if you want. It might be best if we come see you. Uh, we're, not, we're not sure how long this could take, and you, you could be running into danger. All right. Can I roll for insight? Go for it. Eight. You can't get a good read off him. Well, I can try as well. It's just, oh, I got a four. Actually, I got a one. My eyes exploded. Bordon, you just can't get past that, that feeling that this goblin, he is a goblin at heart. You're just supposed to go in and trust his word. You're, you just don't feel good about the situation. Okay, so I just round the group and I say, well, like I said, maybe it was a false positive because I'm. I'm having a bad feeling about this. Maybe we shouldn't trust this goblin. Still, we, we can't necessarily trust the mayor either. I mean, we don't really know anyone in this town, or really anyone in this realm. Sure, but should we be causing like a ruckus? 
just because a, a goblin t told us to do so? Not necessarily, but we could still investigate. And it does benefit us in the long run. I, I can't I can trust his word. You know, I'll need a little bit more than that. If the group decides that we should go forward with it, I'll help you guys, of course, because mm -hmm. we're in it together. But by me, if you are going to vote, my vote is no. I wouldn't trust him. What's everyone else's opinion? We did use the spell on him. We don't detect any evil intentions. I want that amulet. Look at Ronnie. Ronnie is like probably the most evil person in the world, but it doesn't show anything. Well, he's not necessarily evil. He's just probably the most selfish person. Not. <laughs> I just want money. MZ, it it lies on you. Like I've said, I agree with Borodon. It's a goblin. I don't really care about them. What about the villagers, though? They could be in danger as well. If the goblin's telling the truth, right? If he's not just trying to disrupt the city. Then I guess we go back to the town and see if we can figure anything out. Alright, well let's head back to town then. But, uh, I, I forgot, did Steve uh, say anything about, like, the mayor? He did not, no one asked him. Okay, so, Steve. Yeah? What do you think of the mayor? Has he done anything, like, suspicious? He's like... Small town rich, you know, like he likes to wave his money around that he's all better than everybody and Just because his dad was mayor and somehow it's become like a family thing. I don't know I just know he's the richest person and he's kind of a dick Yeah, maybe the goblin speaking the truth though, but power like power usually corrupts So let's see. We'll see as you're walking through this underbrush and this dense forest, you're making your way back to town, but your wounds are really slowing you down and decide to take a short break. And as you relax and sit around, drink a little bit of water or a little bit of wine, Ronnie plays you a sweet, beautiful melody. And the strangest thing happens. Normally, you've all got injured at one time in your life and it's taken of course days for something to heal up let's say you got a gash on your hand it takes a while for that to heal up but while you're sitting here and relaxing and talking to one another and listening to ronnie's music you see your wounds start healing up at this very fast rate and you recover the hp that you got from your short rest and this is all something that is not familiar to any of you ronnie what are you what is that song? It's amazing. What is, what's it called? Uh, I haven't named it yet. What do you want to call it? We call it For Steve. Not the first name I would have came up with, but why not? You are so insistent on dragging this farmer everywhere. He <laughs> loves Steve. <laughs> He's mine. I own him. You're not taking him away from me. We're not taking slaves. <laughs> you don't own him. He's your employee. But... <laughs> Well, he's technically not a slave because Ronnie's paying him. Yeah. So, you guys, after this lovely short rest and Ronnie's new song that he played for you guys, he developed a new little spot on his keyboard to hit some sweet new notes. You guys start making your way back and you make it to the town and you're greeted with this amazing aroma of freshly cooked food and baking bread. And all of you feel exhausted, even after resting, and your stomachs are growling for something to eat. I start running t directly toward to the food. So as you're running into town, uh, a bunch of people look over. Oh, they're back. It's the dead guys. Hey, dead guys. 
as you're running through. You make it to the inn and they're just serving up dinner. And you see a lot of the townsfolk like to come here for dinner. And you see like Bruce is there. Uh, a few of the farmers who normally keep watch are there. You see Garlics and Aodin have woken up recently and they're eating. You guys come back covered in blood. And how are you carrying this creature's head? Because I imagine it's a mess. You guys put it in a bag, I think, right? Yes, that's what I did. So you have this this bag that's dripping this yellow ichor while you're walking around. Ugh, ugh, okay, I mean, I can't do anything about it, right? Can I take just take the bag and throw it in front of them? Who are you throwing it at? Don't we show it to the mayor? Or, yeah, I guess we could show it to the mayor. Yeah, it's a small town, so you can get to the mayor's place. Yeah, so, but I don't know if we should be aggressive about it, just give it to him and and if we really think that the mayor like is corrupt then we act upon it not before we can hand the head over rest first and then deal with it in the morning sure where was garlics you, you said we saw him yeah you, when you guys walked right in like you burst into the inn uh they were just eating and they everybody looks up at you guys when you come in with this leaking bag i'll walk over to him kind of put my hand on his shoulder and whisper in his ear and just tell him what the goblins told us. And then I just kind of stand and look around to see if I can see the mayor anywhere. He takes this in and he gives you a curt nod. We can discuss this more in the room uh, after you guys have something to eat and clean up. When you're looking around, you do not see the mayor here. So I begin chowing down. Yeah, so they come and they hand you some bowls of food and uh, they're bread bowls, so they just pour the stew right into the bowl of bread. So the innkeeper's wife, she comes up to you guys. How did it go out there? Did you manage to find where the creature's hiding? Yeah, we did. You're gonna choke. She hands you some water. Oh, that's so good. She turns to the rest of you. Did you... Did you have to fight it? Is it dead? Uh, yep. Yes, it is. Well, Ronnie can talk better about it, because we end up, like, being the middle of the fight, but Ronnie was the one who actually started it. If you want more details, just ask Ronnie. I didn't start it. <laughs> what are you talking about? A bunch of people come over to crowd around Ronnie, and they're all like, What happened? Did you see it? What's it look like? How did you kill it? Well, I could tell you. So I'd rather <laughs> sing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so while they're all distracted, Ronnie, I want you to roll me a performance check. Got a nice eight. Alright, so you're playing them some, like, prog stuff, and it's it's a whole new situation. So while you're jamming out, and they're all, like, listening because they really want to know what happened with the creature... But your audience isn't really digging the tune. Right, it's been going on for 40 minutes, and this is about a third keyboard solo. Every so often, you have, like, a solo that you only play in the high-pitched keys. I throw my bun at him. <laughs> 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 what is this song titled? I don't know. Uh, none of my songs have titles, I'm going to say. I cannot think of titles. Kelsar, what's this song called? Shapeshifter Sorrow. Uh, anyway, while I explain that, while I sing this, uh, I want to motion everyone else to go and find the mayor. 
Alright, let's get them, the three of these guys, to roll insight checks to see if they can understand your sweet hand gestures. Thirteen. Okay, thirteen. I got an eight. So, MZ, you do not pick up on this signal at all, but Kelsar and Bordon, you notice while Ronnie's playing, every so often mm-hmm. he kind of shoes his hand towards you guys, and you take it that he means for you to get out there and get something done. Okay. Yeah, so I just tell the group, like, did, did you guys understand? So I think we should just go and find the mayor. Let's go. So you guys head out there, and you see a lot of the townsfolk who haven't made it yet, they're all rushing to the tavern because word's already spread that you guys have went out there and defeated the monster. And so all sorts of people are rushing there, and it's very easy to find the mayor's house because it's a very large house, and it's very nice right near the center of town. So what what we could do then is uh, MZ? If you want to look away, I can I can handle this. Okay, so I can just command him. Well, first, I'll go see if the front door is unlocked. Yeah, the front door is unlocked. So you get up to the house, walk up the steps, and try the doorknob. Are you trying to do this very quietly? Oh, yeah. I'll make a stealth check for you. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. What's with these fucking terrible (laughs) rolls? Here's what happens. So, MZ, you got a one. You walk up to the door... Bored on Kelsar, you're kind of hanging back, just watching, kind of look at his magic, what he's going to do. You see MZ go up, and he tries the doorknob, but he's all jacked up from that fight, his adrenaline's still going a little bit, and he really didn't like Ronnie's song. And he goes to open up the door, but he leans a little bit with it too much, and MZ falls in to the house as he opens up the door. So, MZ, you fall down, and you catch yourself on your hands and knees, and you're inside the mayor's house. And a person walking by with a tray of tea looks down, Oh, um, hello. Can I help you? Um, um, I, I get up, and I brush myself off, and I say, Is the mayor here? Yes, he's just enjoying tea in the study. I'll go get him for you. And she rushes off, quickly, seeming a little unnerved by your appearance. Okay. I'm gonna shut the door behind me and go into a different room. Alright, make me another stealth check. So, you go, and you close the door real quietly. And you guys see this from outside. I don't know what it is that you you wish to do. But you see MZ close the door after he talked to someone. And when you look back into this area, it's sort of like this entryway and it has a hallway where there's a couple doors on either side and then the hallway keeps going forward to another door which looks like the kitchen that the lady just came out of and it also curves to the right. I'm just gonna start walking through the house, peeking in rooms, except for the way that I saw her go. Like I'm trying to avoid where I think the study might be. Okay. And Kelsar and Bordon, what are you doing outside while this is happening? Okay, so, because I thought we were just going to talk to the mayor anyway, so I thought we were just going to enter his house. Maybe we could just keep him busy while uh, MC investigates. Yes. Yes, correct. That's what I was thinking. So that's why I didn't understand why uh, MC was barging in on the front door instead of maybe the back door. He's a bit of a wild card. 
So you guys go up to the front door and give it a knock? Yes. All right, so MZ, you start going forward. You open up one room, and it looks like a, a parlor where they entertain. There's a few games there, like a pool table or a dartboard, and a number of bookshelves and some fine-looking liquor. You close that door, or do you choose to go in? No, there doesn't, doesn't look like there's anything I want in there. So you open another door, and it looks like a living room. Uh, there's a few couches there, an overstuffed chair, and a fireplace. I'll search this room. Okay. Do you close the door behind you? Sure. All right. So right as you're closing the door behind you, you hear a knock on the front door. Okay. Roll me an investigation check. Fuck. All right. So I will come back to you. It, real dice are better. That's what I gotta say. I'm gonna start using real dice. This fake dice sucks. You guys uh, go and you knock on the front door, and the door opens up, and there's this portly man. He's balding on top, thick mustache. He looks like he's probably in about his 40s, wearing a very lavish looking robe and fine clothes underneath. He looks at you, furrows his brow. Mr. Bear? Who are you then? Uh, what, what happened to the man who was here before? The tall goblin, I've been told. We don't know anything about a tall goblin. Oh, well, I thought it was weird. Goblins aren't tall anyways, and like one of those murderous bastards would walk into our town, am I right? Yeah, completely. So, what can I help you with? We took care of your problem. Do you hand in the bag? Yeah. He takes the bag from you, and he's looking at it like, oh, gross. And he opens up this bag and looks down, and he quickly closes it. And he turns to the side and throws up on his porch. That... that is so hideous. This monster, this is the thing that's been killing our people? Yes. He won't trouble you anymore. I can't thank you, Adventures, enough. Were there others that helped you? Yes. Yes. They are just like at the bar, you know, enjoying your victory. We will hold a feast in your honor. Tomorrow shall be a celebration. This is fantastic news. The town is safe once more. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I will have a handsome reward for you for taking care of these problems. But I have another request. I know you just finished something. You see, the, the goblins, they've hurt so many of our people in this crisis. And we can't let this go. What are they going to do next? They're going to poison our wells. You know how goblins are. They're monsters. Could we get your help in getting rid of these goblins? Well, why don't we go inside and discuss this? Certainly. Yes, let's to the parlor. Yes. Uh, could, could you please... Do you have, like, anybody who could give me tea? Of course. Emily, tea! He shouts into his place, and you hear this woman. This woman uh, quickly runs by and says, Okay, sir. And she runs into the kitchen really quickly. Ugh, hired help, I have to say. And he goes and leads you to the parlor. And you come in here, and it's a rather fancy-looking place. And he starts pouring a couple drinks. Thank you, sir. Of course. So, tell me, what could you do about our goblin problem? There's many ways we, we can approach this. We can investigate, see if, if that is the cause of the problem. Um, due to the numbers, it wouldn't be strategically be a good idea to attack them head on. We could see about convincing them to move out or get them to leave your village at peace. There's many ways we can go about this. Convince goblins? How would you convince monsters to leave their hole? Well, usually 
through strength and not through talking. But Borodon, these are not typical goblins either. I know. I mean, can we reason with them? Can we talk to them and just like ask them to leave? <laughs> I guess. If you can reason with these beasts and get them to leave their hole, then by all means, that sounds perfect. Okay. But what do we get in return? I'm glad you asked. I can offer you a handsome reward. Three hundred gold pieces. You see, with the, the town will also be able to prosper. Sorry. The Goblin Cave is a perfect place to set up a mining expedition, and the town would just bolster. When he says, like, like a huge bounty, 300 gold, I just chuckle a bit. <laughs> yeah, to you, you're like, whatever. To your, like, normal peasant, that's like someone saying, I'm gonna give you, like, $30,000. Yeah. <laughs> Can I do an insight check? Definitely. I have absolutely zero reasons to doubt the mayor, right? So I'll just go with it. We can set up a perfect mining operation there and think of what that would do for our town. We would not only be a strong farming community, but we would also be a mining community and the, this place would bolster. Can't you guys just use like the goblins uh, workforce? We can't work with monsters, are you kidding me? They'll probably try to kill our children or something. I'm, I always try to find a diplomatic way to solve problems. 16. So, Kalsar, while you're listening to this man, you can definitely tell he's a man of greed. When he's talking about these goblins, he's talking about them with heavy amounts of disdain. But when he starts talking about the prospects of making money from this mine, his attitude lightens up, his voice goes faster, he seems more jovial. Mr. Mayor. Yes? Correct me if I'm wrong, but this seems like more of an operation to gain more personal wealth than it is about protecting your people. Nonsense. The goblins are a threat, as they've already shown us, and not to mention, we will have more jobs and a steady income and increased trading here if we could get that set up. That benefits everyone in the town. Hmm. Maybe there's a way where both parties could benefit. Alright, we'll consider your offer. And let's cut back to MZ. MZ, you are going through, you heard the mayor talk to them in the hallway and then lead them to the parlor. And while you're looking through, you can't find anything of use. It's all just stupid romance novels and other garbage in here. You find cigars, you find different kinds of brandy, but you don't find anything specifically relating to that. And you can still hear them talking in the other room after you finish searching. Well, then I guess I'll go to the next room. Where will you go? Um, to the next room. If, if there's nothing, because I made my search check or investigation and I can't find anything in here so I'm gonna go to the next room maybe I'll see if I can find his study now that he's not in it sure make me another stealth roll and an investigation okay here's my stealth ah, and you wanted um, an investigation there we go so here's what happens MZ you go out of there and you close the door a little loudly and you wince, but nobody hears it. 
and you start squeaking by on these creaky boards and just as you're going past the kitchen you hear someone yell shit and just a clatter as you hear a number of plates and cups breaking on the floor because she rolled a one and you sneak on past and you find a door that's open and it looks exactly what you're looking for there are long bookshelves that are filled with important documents there's a writing desk a large overstuffed chair and you quickly rush in here you're going through desks you're going through things and you manage to find a pamphlet that looks like it has information on a mining operation that people are ready to sign off on and you find another one where it's a receipt that the mayor has for using 200 gold recently but you're not sure who or what it's for. It just said it's signed off to Aaron Bordeaux. Okay. And that's all you managed to find. And you can now, from where you're at in the house, you can still hear this loud mayor talking, and it sounds like they're starting to finish up their conversation. Okay, I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna leave then. So we'll go back. So MZ, you managed to slip right out of the house, no problem. And Bordon and Kelsar. Yes. Yeah, so. See to it, think think about, we'll have the feast tomorrow, we'll have a wonderful celebration, and if you wish to join us, then that would be fantastic. We can get rid of this goblin scum, and we can enjoy ourselves. I'll shake the mayor's hand, and I'll say, thank you, Mr. Mayor. We'll consider your offer, and we'll get back to you. Of course. And he shakes your hand. Yes, for sure. And I just... Uh, yeah, I can shake his hand as well with my golden plated arms. You know... <laughs> He raises an eyebrow while he's shaking your hand. Mmm, fancy taste, I see. Yes. So as you guys are leaving, uh, you see that MZ is just a little bit ahead of you. And you exit just as MZ is getting a little far off the porch. He says, I don't know where Emily is. She was supposed to bring us tea. I'm so sorry about that. Like I said, hired help. <sighs> it's okay, Mr. Mayor. We, get, we have lots of work to do. It's fine. Of course. Go enjoy yourselves. Rest up at the tavern, and it looks like you could use a wash. Oh, yeah, I, I guess we could. <laughs> so he nods his head and wishes you good day, and you hear him close the door and go, Emily, fool girl, where are you? As he starts walking away. Well, I guess we shouldn't, uh, let's meet up with Emzy, see what he found. All right, so you rush over to MZ. Uh, it doesn't take you very long, just like two minutes. You get over to him just as you guys are entering the tavern. All hands, the the pamphlet for the mining expedition and the receipt over to Bordon. Since he is a, an advisor, I'm sure he's dealt with receipts and stuff. I don't know. So... I'll use, should I use like insight history? Uh, which one? Make me an investigation on the mining pamphlet and you can use an insight on the receipt since there's not a lot to really investigate. It's just a receipt. As I'm handing the stuff over, it's like we're walking into the tavern so that we're back with Ronnie and everything. Yeah, and Ronnie's song is just coming to an Thank end, and you God. see like people are listening with one hand over one ear, and they're like, uh... I'm sending out Steve with a hat trying to get tips. <laughs> well, Ronnie, that was... Like, good. Brutal. 
<laughs> you get seven silver. It's more like an appreciation for taking care of the monster. <laughs> so I rolled a 15 for the pamphlet okay. or the receipt. So I got 20, not net 20. So Bordon, looking this over as Ronnie comes and joins you guys, you're taking a look and uh, this pamphlet has been thought out for months. You can tell this is a project that somebody's been looking at and they've been very meticulous at. So whatever it is he's been planning for this mining operation, he's had it a long time running and he's been working with people to figure out how to get it done. Do you uh, get the reward? Mayor gave us a reward, right? This goes deeper than that, Ronnie. As far as the receipt goes, you take a look at it and you you find it very odd. It has a name, it has an amount of gold, but there's no actual details. So what's the point of keeping a receipt like this unless there's something you didn't want to know about this receipt? This is definitely suspicious. This isn't about the water poisoning. This is about this is about greed. He wants that mining operation more than anything. And I could guarantee you that that money is not going to go to the villagers. Actually, I would say that maybe it go even deeper. Maybe there's something else in that mine. Someone's hiding something. This name under here. We're yes. finding this person. Asking some questions. And Ronnie, you don't see a reward with these people. Uh, you guys have one job. You know, you showed him the head. Where's the reward? <laughs> Well, you had one job, to actually play something well, <laughs> and you couldn't do it, right, so... I made a seven silver, uh, which is more of a reward than any of you guys got. For now. Well, we are having a feast tomorrow, in our honor. Maybe we'll get something then. Garlux comes up to you guys with Aodin. So, what did you guys find? And, uh, was there anything else about this beast? Actually, you know what? Come over to our room that we're renting. Uh, come with us and we'll talk about it there. Okay. So he leads you guys off into this room. It's like a two-person room, so you're all kind of just hanging out. It's like six people in a hotel room kind of thing. All right, so maybe we should have some background noise so that nobody could hear us. Ronnie, could you play something while we're talking? Uh, my music hasn't been appreciated <laughs> lately, and until I get an apology, uh, I'm not no, playing no, no, anything. No, 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 Ronnie, <laughs> it, you're... that last song was really... Okay, do a persuasion check. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yours the best. Twenty. A lot. <laughs> Twenty-three, I think. Ronnie, you can have a choice in this one. You can go along with the praise and feel real good, or you can roll a charisma saving throw. Yeah, rolling, rolling saving throw. <laughs> I got fifteen. All right. So you you love those buttery words. They make you feel a little better. Yeah, Ronnie, that was really. Oh man, good. what was your favorite part? Oh, the 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 solo. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the solo. <laughs> I had like the, six the third, third, the third solo. I was only it was only me playing, so it was all kind of a solo. But yeah, I really liked the part where you stopped as well. That was the best one. Right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> the middle of the song, you had a no, two minute no. break. Came back. The chorus, the chorus. I mean, my God, it's a, it's amazing. The chorus, right, guys? The chorus. Yeah, so so good. All right, all right. I'll play it again. Let me play it all again. Right. Ronnie, roll me a performance. Uh, Thirteen. 
Alright, so it's actually decent. He, he's got some music going for your background, and Garlic's like, Alright, perfect. That was that took strangely way too much time. <laughs> so, tell me. <laughs> Everything seems to. <laughs> tell me what it is that you guys found. Did you go talk to the mayor? Did you get any good info? We actually got some interesting information. MZ investigated the mayor's place while we were talking to him. He found a receipt for a mining operation. Alright, where is this mining operation going to be? It's going to be at the Goblin's hideout. Now, the mayor was telling us that the Goblins have been poisoning your water. Huh. Okay. Go on. You hesitated there. What do you think? Well, I mean, why would they just suddenly start poisoning water while they're being slaughtered? But, you know, go on. Okay, that is suspicious. And we found a name on one, one of the receipts. Aaron Bordeaux. Does that name mean anything to you? Aaron Bordeaux. Oh, with a natural 20, yes it does. Huh. Yeah, that name means something to me. I ran into him once before, that cutthroat bastard. He stole my horse. He held me at knife point. I managed to take out one or two of his thugs, but he managed to get away with a bunch of my stuff. If he's involved in this, it's not for good reasons. We gotta find him. Well, good luck. That guy's probably riding off like days before this even we got here. Do you know which direction he was heading? Anything that could help us get back on his trail? Well, I got robbed right outside Sanctuary, so he's probably near Sanctuary. That's where we'll go. Well, I mean, we are headed there anyways, so... How many are with him as well? I'm sorry? Like, how many people usually, like, accompanies him? He had about ten. Just 10 people. Yeah, I mean, it was just me when he ran after me, so... Oh, so maybe we should, you know, think about a plan instead of just of going course. looking for this guy. Where is Sanctuary? Sanctuary is about five days east from here, so we'll have some time before we get to that area. But we gotta head out soon. I mean, we gotta get back. It's not too safe for us just to be hanging out outside HQ unless we're on a mission with some others. Of course. You'll... You will be joining us? Um... We'll see. I... I'm gonna take you to Sanctuary, and I'll... I'll talk to some people. Okay. This last mission's been rough. I lost my two best friends back there. Wait, wait, wait. I'll, I'll roll, uh... Persuasion, and I'll tell him that maybe he can get his things back. Like, I got 18. Alright, alright, I'll help you, okay? But let's let's get some rest. It's late, and we gotta head out soon, because we don't want to hang out here too long. If Matthews is chasing after you guys, and you've had dealings with Dorum, I really don't want to stick around. Of course. I think we could all use some uh, well-needed rest. Oh, and a shower, too. And, and a bath. That sounds great. So, tomorrow we'll head over for Sanctuary. Alright. And just be careful, because I know you all feel like you're real strong, like you just took down a big monster, and that's great, and I'm, I'm glad you're more confident, but these things we face aren't always going to be this easy. I just want you guys to make sure you're still aware that anything bad could happen. We're well aware of the dangers. Let's get some rest. You guys all have rooms here. Uh, let's try to get some sleep. 
So what do each of you do with the remaining evening? It's probably, I'd say, around 8.39, but you also had a full day of physical activity. I'm going to get myself a midnight snack, or evening snack. Okay. Ronnie? Uh, no one told me to stop playing. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Ronnie, that's that's good. I mean, I, I really appreciated the song. It was really nice. Uh, thanks. Can you spare your silver? Yeah. <laughs> he hands you two. Oh, thank God. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that was really good, Ronnie. Really good. Alright, so Ronnie, what would you like to do with the evening? Uh, go to the bar, get a drink, pass out. Oh yeah, we got like tons of booze, so... Yeah. Yeah, you do. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm not going to the bar, I'm going to our uh, gallons and gallons of moonshine. <laughs> Your private bar. He's just going to be, he's just going to take a dip yeah, in, the, or a stash. in the barrel. Ugh. Borodon, what do you do for the evening? I'll have to take a bath, of course, a prayer, and uh... I'll keep examining, like, the invoice and the pamphlet, whatever. Because even though, like, I know that this guy is, is a bad person, I just... You want to be sure. Yes, exactly. And, MZ, what are you doing for the rest of the night? Yeah, like, a, a hot bath, get cleaned up, and uh, get some rest. And I'm going to finish eating, take a bath, meditate. For the, for the night so all of you bathe Ronnie enjoys some delicious drinks and you have yourself a nice relaxing evening and all of you go to your separate rooms and get some rest and a lot of people are celebrating till a little bit later into the night and MZ I need you to roll me a perception check while you're sleeping so you'll be at a, a disadvantage that's a 9 so in the middle of the night, everything has gone to a dead quiet. You can hear crickets outside. That's about it. You manage to fall asleep really nicely. Suddenly, you hear a sound that just rouses you from your sleep. The door clicking shut. And you suddenly feel something grab onto your wrists and grab onto your ankles. And when you quickly open up your eyes, you see a man with skin stretched tight over his face, a gray, bristly beard, wearing shabby robes, and he has yellow eyes. And he leans over you and says, Hello, MZ. There comes a time in all heroes' lives where they believe death is inevitable. Can you succeed in defeating such a terrible foe? Can you escape such a devious trap? Not all adventurers do escape. Not all adventurers live. We shall see next week if Emzy is one such adventurer. When I spent my time traveling around with my group, we lost a number of friends. It was never easy. Every death fell upon our shoulders, making it that much harder for us to continue. But we had to, for we could not let their death be in vain. Adventuring is no cakewalk. Thank you, listeners, for coming by today.
in listening to this tale. Please, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, review the tales. Send the word out of the Ballad of the Seven Dice, for word of mouth shall be how we get known. I thank you, travelers, and I bid you adieu.